0: All good things must come to an end. And what came to an end yesterday was the Chicago Bulls winning streak coming to an end against a team that it started off against in the Milwaukee Bucks. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about it and ask the question, is Kobe White really playing at an all-star level? And who on this roster deserves to stick around? Do I think is going to stick around? Or who's going to be gone when it's all said and done and everything shakes out as we move forward to a new version of the Chicago Bulls? We're going to get to all that and more right
1: after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes.
0: What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every single social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today, guys. And so the Bulls' winning streak came to end yesterday against the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, they faced the Denver Nuggets tonight, so, you know, we'll see what happens with that game. But, listen, the Bulls fought, fought and competed with heart. This was a team that even with some of the mistakes that they made down the stretch of this game, they were competing. They went toe-to-toe with one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. And, listen, that's all you can take away from that. Like, yeah, some of the things down the stretch as far as execution-wise, DeMar made some mistakes, Patrick Williams made some mistakes. Vooch was absolutely terrible in most of the game. But overall, this team competed and played with Hart. They did not get too down on themselves. They get, did get back to getting out to an early deficit, which sucks to see, right? Uh with this team. That, that that that's, you know, kind of rearing its ugly head back in. Let's hope that it doesn't become a consistent uh a failure for the Chicago Bulls again. But overall, like I said, the team came in here and it competed with Hart. And it like that that's what we want to see the most. I said on the pregame show before the game it wasn't about the win or loss in this game because the Milwaukee Bucks are a better team than us it just is what it is they are a better team but the bulls competed and they went toe to toe they they fought hard in that game like i said getting out to an early deficit but even getting that down by 5 points by the end of the first quarter and they lost the third quarter by 4 points you know and, but you know at the end of the day the bulls, only quarter that the bulls won was the was the third quarter and the fourth quarter so they won half those quarters but then you know they they came back they didn't take a lead into the fourth quarter and they just they they competed. And I love seeing a team that's going to get out there and compete. And of course, the the two players with the biggest performances in this game was DeMar DeRozan and Kobe White. DeMar with 41 points, 11 assists. He made three three-pointers in that time. Uh, Kobe White, uh, made 33 points, six rebounds, four assists from him. He made six three-pointers, keeping that streak alive that he has going on. And it just, listen, the way that this team fought, um, you know, it, it, it's going to be what it's going to be. Um, and I and I and I and I just love the fact that we're now having a team that's fighting with the type of heart that we respect and like to see in Chicago. And that's really what it comes down to—the biggest thing in it is when you have a team that's fighting, that's competing, they're going to be able to punch above their weight. And I think that this is a Bulls team that you know we still need to see it be a little bit more consistent. They went down to some ugly things in this game. We had some isolation moments and things like that. But it was DeMar trying to save the game. DeMar having a bad fourth quarter overall. But like it just this team came on and and did what needed to be done. DeMar only scoring one ba- basket in the fourth quarter, that being the, the basket they sent us the overtime. There's kind of some synergy there. But, you know, Patrick Williams having another big game. Also, he, his 15 points, seven rebounds, two assists uh, from Patrick Williams going 6-14 from the field, playing some really good defensive moments on top of all of that. It, it was good to see a team compete. And, you know, are they going to win more games than not if they compete like this? You would hope so, right? They now move to nine and fifteen on on the season, still so six games below five hundred. But this is not a team that's playing with that type with six game below five hundred effort, right? And if they can continue this, I do think more wins are in store for the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, we still got things on the horizon like the Zach Levine trade, seeing what that looks like, stuff like that. But you know. I, I, I love the way that this team competed. And, you know, DeMar Rosen was asked some things about the game after this, and he said this.
1: You know, he forced his way downhill, you know, got to the free throw line, got, got layups. It's tough. You know, it's a team effort. You know what I mean? And, and you know, when he doing that, and you know, you got Beasley out there, you got Dane, you got shooters out there, so you kind of got to pick your poison. You know, it, it gets tough. You know, um, I think even besides that, we still gave ourselves a chance and an opportunity to win a game. You know, I think we missed a lot of easy shots that could have went our way, that could have changed, you know, the dynamic of the game. They just wasn't falling. They was coming back on the other end, you know, getting downhill. I feel a little bit like San Antonio tomorrow with all the uh, assists and and the scoring. I don't think I have a score for you, San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you weren't allowed? <laughs> no, I <it's> just... <laughs> Um nah man just, just the guys, just trying to find the guys, find them in rhythm, get them going. They do a hell of a job just, you know, trusting me when I had the ball and you know, I just try to find them, try to manipulate the you know, the offense as best as I can, you know, when we when we plan how we play. Mar, speaking of your stat line, I know it's in a loss, so that's the main focal point, but you're the first bull uh, since Michael in ninety two to have forty points or ten assists in the same game. What's your reaction to that? I mean anything with Michael Jordan in it is, is a hell of an accomplishment, you know. You know, a hell of a You know, i never take nothing for granted. Uh, Damar, what's your reaction to Kobe? What right. Kobe has been doing? Amazing, amazing. He could do more too. He can do more. Dude is amazing. I'm just happy that you know people starting to see how talented and how. You know, how much of a competitor he is. You know, I said it before, I worked out with him awesome. You know, just to see his growth, how much you want it, you know, how much he asks questions, how humble he is about the approach. You know, it's amazing, you know, to be his teammate and be able to, you know, see the growth and you know, um, see the things that he do. What about And that's just good insight from DeMar DeRozan,
0: right? Just. Good uh, understanding of not only him. It was funny when he's asked about San Antonio, saying, I don't know if I scored 41 points in San Antonio. Casey Johnson, I believe, is who the voice that is. He's like, you weren't allowed to, huh? But should this team be completely down on themselves after this game? No. Should they be realistic and and ask, okay, how do we play better and perform better down the stretch to where we can be in a position, better position to win this game? This was still a very winnable game, right? And that's what you want to see from a team is put themselves in a position to be able to win. We couldn't score throughout the first, the beginning of, of, of overtime. Uh, if you even look at that, I know Kobe White didn't get a uh, many shots in the overtime period. He ended up getting three. But if you look at it, there were some actions ran for Kobe where he made some pretty good decisions. The Bulls didn't necessarily compete in it. Uh, we only shot the ball 21% from the field in overtime. We didn't make a single three. It's going to be difficult to do that, especially with the way that Giannis was playing in that overtime and fourth quarter period. And the Bulls just did not have enough to to pull it out. That just is what a Bulls down to. They didn't have enough to pull it out. And, you know, it is what it is when it comes down to that. Now, Nikola Vucevic in this game was probably, well, him and Io DeSumo were the biggest concerns, especially them both being in that starting lineup. Io DeSumo playing 26 minutes and not registering a single stat other than a personal foul. That's all he got was a personal foul. Now, the bull, he had a positive plus, minus, or plus two for whatever that means. But the only stat that he registered was a personal foul. That's not going to cut it. That's not what we've seen from Io DeSumo. So I don't want to act like like everybody's going to have a bad game. Now, this was Extremely bad. Hopefully, this is on the higher end of bad that we see from Io DeSumo over this game. But Nikola Vucevic was concerning too. Six of sixteen from the field overall. Thirty-seven percent shooting from the field. He went two of five from three-point range. He also had you know ten rebounds, five assists in this game, five personal fouls as well. That's tough. Nikola Vucevic just—he did not seem like he had it going at all. Brooke Lopez owns Nikola Vucevic. That just is what it is. It, 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 when 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 Vucevic goes up against Brooke Lopez, just expect a massacre because. Brook Lopez, I don't know if he's in Vuce's head. I don't know if he just matches up well uh, via the physicality, things like that. But it's just, it's not much that Nikola Vucevic could do against that. And Andre Drummond in this game as well. He had 16 rebounds in 14 minutes, which was good to see. He also chipped in nine points. But he was three of twelve from the field, and a lot of those rebounds came off his own misses. It is what it is when it comes down to that. You also got uh, you know, you know, it just it it was it was some tough things. Torrey Craig fouled out in this game, I think, which was important down the stretch as well, not having Torrey Craig and his defense out there. But overall, listen, more positives I think to take from this team because this is not a game that the Bulls theoretically. Should have been it, but they were. They fought, they competed, and that goes to show when this team fights with the way that they that they do, it's they, they can compete with anybody, and we got to hope that that continues as well. The Bulls didn't get the points off turnovers that they're used to getting. Only eight, we lost that battle as well. Uh, the rebounding battle, we actually won, which is a key point in trying to face off against the Milwaukee Bucks and why the Bulls were able to stay in this game. Uh, second chance points, we got 21 second chance points as well in this game. Those are things that are all solid for the Chicago Bulls team. Didn't really get a huge production off the bench as far as points wise, but like I said, Kobe and DeMar were in such a good rhythm. Uh, the one thing in this game as well, you know, down the stretch, there are a lot of Bulls fans that are questioning should the Bulls have been playing to to win the game and running an option for Kobe White to get a three pointer, or was it the right decision to, to tie the game going to overtime when you got a, a game and a back to back when you play tonight? At the end of the day, woulda, coulda, shoulda. They were successful in what they ran. They were in a position to win the game. They just couldn't pull it out. Let's hope that the Bulls fare better today against the Denver Nuggets. We know that they have the ability, too. Let's see if it happens. All right, now, with that said, there's a lot of talk around Kobe White and how he's been playing recently. And you got to start asking the question is, some? I was asked on the live stream last night, is Kobe White playing on an all-star level? And I, my res- immediate response to that was, I don't think so because being a guard in the Eastern Conference It's going to be tough to make an All-Star game. You also have to have the storylines in that because All-Star voting is as much about storylines as anything else. But then taking some time to really think about it, from last night to coming to record this episode this morning, I had to think, like, the storyline of Kobe White, is that not a great storyline? Now, as far as the national media, I don't know how much they've picked up on it. I'm so zoomed in as a Bulls fan that I get all the Bulls news and everything that I I, I kind of sometimes lose the – the national media side of it, like, is this a national media conversation? But the story of Kobe White this season, and Bulls fans, we got if we want Kobe White to be an all-star, when that all-star voting starts, the double vote days, we got to make people notice with Kobe White. But when you talk about the game that he's had, let's just look at the last 10 games, right? So that's even more than the the winning streak in the last game. 22 points per game, 4.7 rebounds, 4.6 assists he's doing that in, almost a steal per game in that as well. He's shooting the ball. He's shooting the ball over 50% from the field and 53% from three-point range. Kobe White is balling. It just is what it is. Those are borderline all-star numbers. Again, storylines make a big part of that in role. Now, when you look at the last five games, it gets even better for Kobe White. At 26 points per game, 6.4 rebounds per game, assists per game, he's doing that on. He's doing that on 50% shooting overall from the field and 54% shooting from three point range, taking nine three pointers per game. So it's not like he's taking having one of those high percentage three point shooting uh uh, stretches where it's low volume. He's taking a high volume of three pointers as well. Kobe White is absolutely balling. You gotta ask yourself with the growth and development that Kobe White has had, with the storyline around Kobe White being a player that. You know, had one of his best seasons last year as far as not on the stat sheet, how he understood the game. He stepped into the starting point guard role. He stepped up hugely and is starting to 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 be that star level um output for the Chicago Bulls team. And so he stepped into that that scoring um void that's left by Zach Levine, and he's stepping into that and doing it extremely. Well, would I like to see Kobe White get to the free throw line a little bit more? Yeah, but again, he's not going to get a lot of calls because this is the first year that Kobe is being this aggressive, being this type of player, this consistent. We got to see it continue for, you know, as much as he wants consistency. We still got to see it uh, be consistent from him. But Kobe White is putting together a season that it's hard not to take notice. And even if he doesn't end up making an all-star, get most improved player votes, us with the Chicago Bulls have to appreciate the growth that Kobe White is having. In a Bulls uniform. It's always great to see a player on your team grow and develop and stick around. And that's what Kobe Wright is doing. That's what he's showing. The confidence level is through the roof. The confidence in the players around him is also through the roof. And that's why I said what I said earlier as far as like that first two, three minutes in the overtime period, Billy Donovan ran things for Kobe White to have the ball in his hands. Now Kobe didn't end up shooting in that and he made some proper decisions. Would I like to see Billy Donovan run more? Hey, Kobe, this is your scoring. Yes, I would have loved to see that. And I think we're at, we want to see Billy Donovan start rewarding Kobe White a little bit more in the way that he plays with trusting your young player. You have a young player that is seemingly turning into a star right in front of your eyes. Trust him. Go to him down the stretch. Do those type of things. And we start seeing those type of things where Kobe White is making big shots in key moments in last seconds of games, which he did do some in this game as well. But when you start seeing that consistently, that's when Kobe White is going to get the storyline buzz of also getting pushed into into, uh, maybe NBA All-Star. I don't expect him to get voted in as a starter or nothing like that, but like, I think that you got to make we got to make people take notice of Kobe White because Kobe is putting together a season that I, for one, as a fan of his, as a fan of of, of the Bulls, of somebody like it's just good to see the storylines around that and the feeling and vibes of having a player grow and develop on your squad. It's important, and 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 Kobe White is killing it at that right now. Now, as we're talking about growth and development, one of the questions that I was asked on yesterday's live stream I was already planning into coming in here and talking about this on today's episode is that the pieces on this team. Who stays, who goes? What are the pieces that that we that I think by next season, let's say by next season, the the, the midpoint of next season are still gonna be on this roster. And I want to go through where I think it. So players that I I think are absolutely part of the Bulls' future, and I'm gonna say why. First up, Alice Caruso. And I think via the the, the episode, bonus episode I dropped yesterday, the Bulls telling uh teams that Alice Caruso is off limits. I think that signifies that the Bulls are willing to give Alice Caruso an extension. They're planning to. They want him on this team going forward into the future. Are they going to be able to come to an extension um, agreement? We'll end up seeing with that. Next up, Kobe White. And that's just for everything that I talked about. Kobe White is in front of your eyes, growing into everything that he, he's hitting his potential and ceiling. And he's not even done hitting that yet. And Kobe White is making a leap. Has he made the leap yet? That remains to be seen. But he is making a leap. And, and that is important to see. Next up, Patrick Williams. I think Patrick Williams improved play. I know some Bulls fans are kind of over the Patrick Williams experiment. Hell. I have a I have an episode on on this channel uh, recently talking about how I was over the potential of P Will and I wanted him to show me, but P Will also is a player that over the last stretch is really starting to show. Hey, he again is is it is it the 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 ceiling that we wanted to see from Patrick Williams? No, not saying that at all. But when you look at the last five games for Patrick Williams, thirteen point eight points per game, five point six rebounds, one point one assists, averaging over a steal, over a block in those last five games, fifty one percent shooting from the field. 33% shooting from three-point range. That dropped considerably after yesterday's game. He went 0 for 4 from three-point range. Prior to that, he was he was shooting the ball at almost uh, a 41% clip from three-point range, so that can get back up. But Patrick Williams is showing that. Over the last 10, like I talked about with Kobe, th- 13.4 points per game, 5.4 rebounds, 1.1 assists. Again, over a steal, over a block per game as well. 53% shooting and 44.1% shooting from three-point range over the last 10 games um, for Patrick Williams. So. Patrick Williams is showing, hey, he's maybe starting to turn that corner again. Not the highest ceiling that we saw for him, but he's still showing that. Io DeSumo, he's here on a guaranteed contract. Yes, yesterday's, uh, last night's game sucked from Io DeSumo to see that performance. But Io is, again, showing that at the very least, he's going to be a high-level bench player for you at the very least. And that is something that you want on your team, especially on a reasonable contract that Io DeSumo's on. And then just for the reason of youth, Julian Phillips and Daylon Terry, they're definitely staying around uh, for the next version of the team because I think Julian Phillips, he's barely even begun to scratch that potential. Daylon Terry in yesterday's game as well, that first stint that he was in, that first like four-minute stint that he was in, he shot a three-pointer, had a block, had a steal in that time. Um, So I think that we're starting to see Daylon Terry, you know, maybe start working on some things that he needs to work on. But those players, because of just their youth, they're definitely going to be part of the Bulls' future as well, too, at least for the foreseeable future. Now, the maybes on the um, players that could be on the next wave of the Chicago Bulls, first up, DeMar DeRozan, and that's to, per, per the news that we've heard as well with DeMar. Uh, they can, they're they far apart on years. They're far apart on money, so that may mean that the Bulls do look to trade DeMar DeRozan. Now, if for some reason something happens, they can strike a deal, I do think the Bulls will extend DeMar DeRozan. But, I do, uh, but right now, um, I think there's an equal. It's 50-50. And if, if I had to lean one way or another, I'm probably leaning more towards that DeMar, the Bulls and DeMar don't reach a contract extension, and that may mean that the Bulls look to trade him at this year's trade deadline. And next up is Andre Drummond. And the reason why I have Andre Drummond in the list of maybes is I think that if Andre is is taking another reasonable contract, he may just want to stay here in Chicago. Seems like he likes the city. He respects how the franchise handled when he was having his you know mental health issues last season, and there could be a reason to see him stay. But here's the thing, If uh, with the play that Andre Drummond has had, I don't know how much that has done to rehab kind of the view that the league has had around him, but if it's done a good job, there could absolutely be teams coming for him in free agency that may offer him a deal that the Bulls just aren't in a position to match. And so then there he may go to contender to go get his ring. So that's why I have Andre Drummond here on the list of maybes. Um, again, with the big man market is what it is. I, I don't really see any any marquee big names coming, uh, well, big names are, a big man coming in the draft, per se, either that the Bulls may draft. So, you know, it, it depends. We'll see what the what the Bulls get back in, like, the Zach Levine trade. That will kind of make some of this a little bit more clear. But right now, Andre Drummond is going on the maybe list as far as that. Now, the for now list. These are players that I, I think are going to stick around for now, but don't necessarily mean that they're going to be around for, you know, more than maybe till next season. First up, Nikola Vucevic is on the for now. Yes, he's a guaranteed contract. It's going to be difficult to move. It's more likely than anything he's going to be on this team throughout the end of his contract just because if the Bulls do draft a young big at some point within the next this year's draft or next year's draft, if they hold on to their own pick, it could prove difficult for the Bulls to uh, have a big man ready to step into that starting position and, 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 and be better than Nikola Vucevic. So, you know, Nikola Vucevic is around for now, and that for now could easily turn into for the next three years, which I think is the most likely scenario in that. But you never know. With the with uh you know contracts contracts not being huge negative. Um, if the right deal comes up, the Bulls could look to move Nikola Vucevic. So again, that's why I put him on the for now. And then Torrey Craig and Javon Carter are on the for now list too, just because they're vets and their contracts aren't huge. We can see Javon Carter, Torrey Craig included in a deal with DeMar DeRozan. Javon Carter's contract, six point one million dollars. Torrey Craig's uh two point five, I think the veteran minimum. So those are always gonna be players that go into the for now list. I do think that they're gonna be on this team next season, and I think that you know, you you want veterans on your bench. I know that we have this mindset, and the, I, again, let me say this all by saying the Bulls aren't bottoming out. They're not doing a fire sale. That's not what's happening here. That does not mean over the next season and a half we can't see pieces moved, things like that, the the construction of the roster change. but I do think that those are players that because they're veterans and you need veterans even on a team that's going younger, you need those veterans who are going to help kind of guide that mentorship. So that, and then have to prove it. Adama Sanogo is proving it right now in the G League. I think at some point he has to prove that he can do that at the NBA level. His time may come next season if Drummond does leave in free agency because of the Bulls, and if they do want to extend Alice Caruso, depending on what uh, Patrick Williams' contract is, we could see Adama Sanogo come in and be given backup big minutes because he's showing, averaging, uh, uh, like basically 18 and 11 in the G League right now. Over still over a block per game he's averaging. I think at the bare minimum, as a backup big, a big that can rebound, get some. he's averaging 5.5 offensive rebounds and 5.5 and defensive rebounds. I think that he's a guy that can carve out a role for himself coming off the bench for the Chicago Bulls if Drum does leave. So he has to prove it, but I do think he is proving it. Also on the prove-it list, Justin Lewis. Again, coming back from ACL injury, you don't really expect a whole hell of a lot from a player in that year one. He's starting to come along in the last couple of G League games, but I do think that this Bulls team is does believe in him and his potential. So he he's gonna be around for a while as well. And then Ernolop but team. I think that he's a player um as well that, you know, he it's not being great right now for him in the G League, right? The thirty thirty over a little over thirty percent shooting from the field, like twenty-eight percent shooting from three point range. He's not really lightening it up, but again, that adjustment period is important uh, in that G League area, but I do think he has to prove it as well. It's not like he's on a big contract or anything like that, so if he doesn't prove it, the Bulls can easily get out of that. And then, role player Terry Taylor. Uh, Terry can be included in a deal, the Zach Levine deal, to free up another roster spot. He could be gone when the Zach Levine trade goes, but either way, I don't really look at it as being like a big part of the Bulls' future. So, that's for the players that I think could stay, could go, things like that. That's my opinion on it, but Right, let me know what you guys think down below. And then we have a game against the Denver Nuggets tonight. And I'm not going to go into an extensive pre uh preview of this game. It comes down to it. The Bulls fighting with hustle, heart, muscle. Right. That's that I didn't even want to throw that last part in. If the Bulls come in and compete like they have, rebound the ball well, um, you know, shoot the ball effectively, go through their offense. Kobe DeMar is gonna be important. We need a third guy to step up majorly. Vooch has to have a better game. He usually pays bet pretty well against Nikola Nikola Jokic. So I expect uh, Vucevic to have a, a a solid game enough tonight. But the Bulls team has to come in and they have to be locked in. That's just what it comes down to. And yes, it's a second of a back to back. You got to avoid not having that energy. I think they're going, are they going to Denver or are we at home? Um, but I think that, you know, the Bulls got to come in and they just got to be able to take care of business and, and execute that. And if they can't, you know, we'll see. We are at home. So that's a good thing. We're at home. We don't have to go to the high altitude in Denver. The Bulls can take care of business on their own home court. They just got to give that heart. The United Center is going to be rocking if they give that heart and then ride that into defeating the current reigning NBA champion. So let me know your thoughts on everything, as always, down below. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, Gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are... The number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Thanks to you guys. And like I liked to in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Media.